You're listening to... Hey, he said I could do it this time. Look, do you want to fight, or would you rather go by forces and push the big guy out together? Take him out. Okay. okay. Jinx, 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 wacky. You're, You're listening, listening to Jeff Lacks Live with our, our dad, Jeff Lacks, on the legendary Zev Brenner Talk Line Network. He's talking news with you, so his ratings don't die. It's the moment you've waited for. Jeff Lacks Live. The left really hates him and he's ready to fight. Put the jokes on them because so does the right. Here comes Jeff Lacks Live. You can't top him. Don't try to stop him. Here comes Jeff Lacks Live. Pump up the sound. Live with you here from our beautiful North Woodmere, Long Island studios in my house on Long Island, 620 AM WSNR, and as always, streaming on TalkLineNetwork.com, the legendary Zev Brenner, TalkLineNetwork.com. Welcome to the show. Good to have you back for another episode of Jeff Lacks Live. What a disastrous day I had today. Oh, what a disaster. It started off so well. You ever have a day that just seems like it's going to go really well? And then, boom, <laughs> nothing goes well. Uh, I got a call early in the morning from uh, Sean Spicer's team asking me to come on. And, and some of you know, have been following me, and I, it means everything to me with the support. I've been on uh, cable news channels before um, as a legal analyst. I've been on Newsy. I've been on Newsmax before. Um but this was a little bit more high profile. Primetime on Newsmax, a little bit more high profile, Sean Spicer, uh, than I'm used to. And I thought it was a nice opportunity to kind of, you know, show off my stuff. Can I do this for real? And so I prepped, did my research, set up my equipment, double, triple, quadruple checked that everything was working great. And it was. We did the sound check, everything. Then all of a sudden, my internet goes as everything is starting. We're setting a Sean Spicer. I see him on my screen, setting up for his show. And then, boom, my internet starts going in and out. Do you have a poor connection? Skype was telling me. And I'm like hoping, hoping, come back. I don't have time to reboot my computer, which is what I would normally do at that point. No time for that. Because he's going to ask me a question in a second. They, they were playing some tape. So, lo and behold, what happens? He asks me a question, plays a clip of Adam, of uh, Alan Dershowitz, wants my opinion on it, and as soon as Dershowitz stops talking, boom, I'm off the air. <laughs> and it's even worse than that because I was completely cut off. I didn't see anything. I couldn't hear anything, and I knew that I lost connection. From their end, what went out on TV was a frozen picture of me looking like an idiot because I'm, at first you don't know. Am I just not understanding the question? You, I mean, if you look at it in retrospect, you can see it's a still freeze. The internet froze, and there's like a photo of me on the screen. But for a second, Spicer was like, uh, Jeff, <laughs> have you gone completely comatose? 
Are you scared to be on the air? Um, you know, obviously, you know, I think he realized that it was the internet after a second, but missed that question. They go to the other attorney. They had a two attorney panel. I was one of them. They go to the other attorney to handle that question. And then finally, I do get back on the air and I did handle a question, which was totally, you know, I only heard part of the question. It was kind of a mess. I think I handled it. Okay. I hope. Uh, but then again, I got, I got cut out. So now the team is very nice afterwards. We'll have you on again this week. Don't worry. These things happen. It might be our end of it. I don't know. Uh, all I know is I kind of feel like I botched it. I think I, listen, I think the first, the one question I did get to answer without being cut off by my internet. Um, and this is what we pay Fios for gigabit that what they call, you know, the highest level internet. This is what the thanks that I get for that. Um, I think I have a little, okay. I'll, you know, have to go back and look at it again a little more closely, but very frustrating. You feel like you have this wonderful, nice opportunity and kind of something completely out of your hands uh, after a lot of effort, um, sends it down the tubes. That being said, I'm still very excited about tonight's show. Now, for those of you who are fans of Soon By You, that uh, Jewish Orthodox dating show, we have the uber, uber multi-talented Leia Gottfriedon, who plays one of the two Sarahs on the show. And uh, we, we, we interviewed her for the full hour. We're going to talk about maybe she'll reveal something, maybe not. We'll see about the new episode that airs on Sunday, brand new episode debuting on Sunday of Soon by You. So catch up on the five previous ones if you're not caught up yet, because you got to be ready for that Sunday episode. And she has teased some little things about maybe developments. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, we'll be back right after this with Leah Gottfried. Hi, I'm Zach Lax. My dad hosts this show, from the brains behind the operation. Good news. If you want to be a radio star like me, we've got open lines. Give us a call at 646-926-4699. That's 646-926-4699. Tell them you know me. You'll get right on. Hi, this is Leah Gottfried, the creator of Soon By You, the web series about Orthodox Jews dating in New York. I'm so excited to share with you that we have a new episode coming out on November 21st. We'll be premiering it at the Manhattan JCC. You can get virtual or in-person tickets at our website, soonbyyou.com, and make sure to check it out on YouTube the next day, November 22nd. We're back on 620 AM WSNR, and we're streaming, as always, on the legendary Zev Brenner Talk Line Network, talklinenetwork.com. You can tweet the show. At Jeff Lax Live, at Jeff Lax Live, and our call in line is 646-926-4699, 646-926-4699. I'm really happy to have with us and excited because I'm a fan of the show, Leah Gottfried. Now, Leah Gottfried is an award-winning director, writer, producer, and actor, and she's the founder of the production company Dignity Entertainment, a full-service production company dedicated to creating meaningful visual content. She's a graduate of Yeshiva University where she got her degree in film studies. She's a creator and star of Soon By You, which has garnered more than a million views on YouTube. The show is the first one about modern Orthodox dating in New York City. A new episode will premiere on November 21st, really soon. I can't wait, personally, at the JCC in Manhattan. Leah Gottfried, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. 
Absolutely. I'm a fan of the show. I've seen all the episodes. I'm, I'm very interested. At, let me ask the fan question first, okay? <laughs> I know you're not going to reveal this, but I have to ask, right? Where is this going? Where are these two kids going? Oh, you know I can't reveal any spoilers. <laughs> Come on. Okay. No. <laughs> I will I, say, yeah, yeah I go mean, ahead. I will say that, sure. You know, the two characters from the beginning just had such incredible chemistry um, on screen. And right from the first episode, like, the audience was like, when are they going to get engaged already? And, you know, they didn't realize they haven't even gone on a date yet. Right. And so by now, uh, we have an idea of where it's going. But this episode will delve into that a lot so yeah very interesting so so uh, i'm not gonna push you into an answer but it sounds like there will be some development there at the very least in the next episode so i can't wait to see what happens with the two of them now do you have a full arc in your head do you know where this is ending do you have a set number of episodes is the story going to come to uh do you have a plan yet for how this ends up um yeah we do actually you know when we did season one, it ended up being this like five episode arc. And that was our first season. And we want to do the same thing with season two. So this is our third episode of season two. And we do have um, a pretty clear idea of where we want it to go in the next two episodes of this season. Um, and uh, yeah, it's very exciting and pretty dramatic. So I'm excited oh, to get into it. Interesting. Now, okay, now tell me a little bit about um, your your idea. I know you're a fan of Shrew Game. I was too. Um, and, and I know that was one of the imp- impetus, impetuses, impeti? I, don't, I don't know what the word is, <laughs> but I know that was part of your inspiration. What else? You know, this is a, a huge and a massive, you're, you're a writer, you're the director, you're the creator, you're an actor. What what really pushed you to do this besides just Shrugi? Like, what gave you the the strength to know that you could do this? And what really made you want to do this? That's a really good question. Um, honestly, from when I was really young, I would say as young as eight years old, I had a very intense passion to perform and to tell my own stories. I mean, as a kid, I would, like, round my friends up and make my mom film us with our camcorder and I was just like directing and writing naturally. Um, so it very much feels like something I was almost really born with. Um, and, you know, as I got older, I realized that the Jewish world has so many important stories to tell and there's not that many people doing that. And, and I was very excited to do that. And certainly Watching through Gim and seeing modern Orthodox Jews portrayed in this authentic way, it felt so validating to me. Um, and it felt like seeing characters that represented myself that I had never seen before. So I just loved that. And I wanted to do more of that, like in the United States. Um, and that's really where the passion comes from is to tell authentic stories. Now, for those who don't know, the so you know your show soon by you is filmed, I believe, mostly in New York City on location, um, mm-hmm. which I, for me, you know, that's huge for people like me who grew up, not grew up, but my spent my single adult, and I was you know old when I got married, especially soon by you. These kids are twenty six. I was thirty seven, Leia, when I got married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I got married, so I spent a long time on the Upper West Side in that single scene. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you look at all the restaurants that you guys visit, it's very, you know, brings back a lot of memories for me. 
But did wow. you, is that where you drew your inspiration from? Did you spend time on the Upper West Side dating? And, and is that where you draw from personal experiences? Yeah, definitely. I never technically lived on the Upper West Side, but um, my good friend Jessica Schechter, who is a co-producer of the show, she lived there, and I spent a lot of time with her there and certainly years, you know, dating in that world. So, yeah, I mean, we definitely took inspiration from our personal stories. You know, Jessica and I used to joke that if a date was good, then that was good, but if it was bad, it was even better because then we got a story. <laughs> right. Um, right. And sometimes I would have to, like, resist the urge to take notes on dates uh, if something, you know, inspired an idea. So, yeah, a lot of it is is from true life. A lot of it is from friends and just also from our imagination. And, like, once we started writing these characters, they almost took on a life of their own. Um, and the actors do such a beautiful job of putting new life into them. And so that really helps us in terms of inspiration. They really do. Z is hilarious. Noam yes. Harari is just, he's so funny. I mean, the second I saw him, I started laughing, just his whole demeanor. <laughs> Uh, you're absolutely right. And I, and I wouldn't just say that. The characters have real chemistry. I, I gotta tell you, the first time that I saw Sarah Skur, is that how you pronounce her last name? Yes. The first time that I, she seems the most religious, most from, <laughs> of all the characters. Then I watched the JCC, uh, you know, event that you put on, and I find out, and I see her in pants, and I find out that she's not Jewish. I was shocked because <laughs> what, what, you talk about a good actor, the way she pronounces everything, the way she even, you know what really impressed me about her is, the way she moves away from David is so, the nuance of it is so perfect. Did you have to go over that with her? So honestly, Sarah Skur is so incredibly talented that I can't even take credit for it. She just like, you know, I sent her some movies and some things and to watch or to get inspired and to understand this world more. And she really researched it. But honestly, like she just has it inside of her and she's so beautiful and natural in the role. I mean, you know, sometimes we'll have to teach her how to pronounce something like yeah. Fala or right. Halachic prenup, you right. know, things like that. Um, but other than like the pronunciation part, it's really just her and her natural instincts. Um, Amazing. And yeah, it's testament to her as an actress. Uh, it brings back so many horrific memories for me because when I was dating, because <laughs> I I know that move, that move that you know when you're getting close to someone and you know the person's <laughs> not going to touch you, but they get really close and then they move away. You know, I yeah. she does that so well that it was painful for me because I remember that <laughs> happening to me. I really. I do. I remember that happening to me. So oh such goodness. such a great actor. Uh, very impressed with the entire cast. Danny's terrific as David, the main uh, the yeah. male lead. Uh, I know you mentioned Jessica. She plays Noah. Uh, terrific mm-hmm. best friend to you. And you're of course you are fabulous. And actually, I want I want to play a clip from the show if I might and get you to comment oh, on it for yeah. the audience. So let me just pull this up. Awesome. So what are you ashamed that Joe is gay? Is that why you wanted to hide it? No, I love Joey. I'm proud of him, and I love so him. It's me. And... So you just didn't want me to know. Why? Why? What? Why? Why? I don't understand. Did you think that I, I, I don't even know. No, I panicked. All of a sudden, you were meeting him, and I grew up in a place where you hid that stuff, where my family, the ones who knew, were afraid of being shunned by the community. You don't live there anymore. But my Eva does. 
we talk every day, and she's so scared of how the community would react and nobody wanting to marry into the family if they knew. So what? So you looked at me and thought that I'd, what, walk away from you? I looked at you and I saw a really nice guy who's a rabbi. And? And being nice to a gay person on the street is different than maybe deciding no. one day to have him be a part of your family. No, it isn't. Come on, David, Rabbi, yes don't, it is. Don't rabbi me like like it's an insult, like it dictates how I feel about this. This fear is so deeply ingrained in me, and I hate that I fall into it even now. I got to tell you, that was shocking to me, and so I, I was so impressed that you covered this in that episode. So I believe that was the last episode that you've aired. Um, I know it was very controversial, so just to sum up that scene for people who did not see it, Sarah, uh, who's obviously pretty religious, modern Orthodox, has a gay brother. And she was worried because David, the guy she's falling in love with, is a rabbi. And so obviously she was very worried about his reaction. And you hear how she handled it. She was embarrassed. And then she felt bad, right, for being embarrassed. Not embarrassed, but she was worried, I guess, about what David would think as a rabbi. And David was offended because how could you think that I would think anything other than having respect for your family and everybody of any background and of any gender identity or any sexual identity? So I have to ask, you know, I know it's a controversial episode. There's no question we're going to have, you know, listeners who maybe didn't support that. I know you took a lot of heat for that. Me personally, I have so much respect, uh, for you going into this area because they do exist, obviously. There are gay people in the Orthodox community. They do suffer. They do have a hard time. And I thought it was terrific that you handled it by not only talking about it, but introducing people to Eshel and JQY, these two groups that, that help these individuals who want to remain Orthodox the best they can. And it's a tough issue, but I, you know, I, how could I not ask you, what made you decide to handle this so early on, really, in, in the series? Wow. First of all, thank you for all of that. That's really incredible and, and very meaningful for me to hear that, um, from you. So thank you. And thank you for highlighting this. Um, you know, what made us want to explore this is really just like looking around us in the Orthodox world and seeing who isn't always represented and whose stories we ignore or push, push away and who, you know, that we're do the fact that we do that, uh, doesn't just hurt them, but it hurts us as a community. Um, and, and that's really where it came from, you know, from the beginning, the show was always about entertainment and fun and comedy, but also as it grew, we felt this like growing responsibility to talk about issues that are important and to raise people up who are often put down or rejected. Um, and that's where it really came from, you know, and, and like you said, it's, it's so real. Like you can't deny that. Sure. And, and all we're doing is just telling a story that is, that is true. Um, and that happens all the time and is so often ignored. And, and we just wanted to shine a light on that. Were you worried about that episode? Um, I would say not so much worried, but more just like we were definitely aware <clears throat> um, that people would possibly have a negative reaction to it. Um, but that's really like why it's, it was so important to do it. Sure. Because it is, it is such, still such a negative reaction. And, and if you can just imagine like the negativity that we got as people talking about this, how much more so actual 
gay people in the Orthodox community get that hate. Um, and, and that's why we felt so called to talk about this story. Um, and I'll say yeah. also, you know, we partnered with JQI and Eshel, who are both wonderful organizations that work with Orthodox teens, you know, JQI and, and people, um, Eshel. And the, the most, the strongest um, fact that came out of this episode that points to me that we did the right thing is the fact that young people have reached out to us and told us, I found JQY because of the show and it's helped me so much. And just in terms of like mental health and having somebody to talk to and like not feeling alone, those are things that are so important. Um, and, and as a Jewish community, we obviously value um, life and we want people to not feel alone. And so the fact that the episode was able to like make that, you know, shit up between between that and them and people is is amazing and it's having like a real life impact so we're just we're we're just focusing on that and not on any of the hate i think that's really great again i think it take i think it took tremendous courage to do that in this community this was never spoken about when i was in grade school or high school there was no discussion about it ever in those days at all it didn't exist so i never had feelings one way or the other about it because it wasn't even a thought on my mind and the first time believe it or not it's crazy to to really think this but the first time i really ever even came across this in our community was watching the movie trembling before god uh, which I have no doubt you've seen that movie. The only two times I've really seen it haven't, uh, handled cinematically now, it, it really is there in any detail. And, and now in, in your show. And that movie had a tremendous impact on me because it was the first time that I actually saw people dealing with this in a very personal way until I saw it again in your show, in this community. And it was the first time I got to thinking about it. And, you know, it's funny. After I saw that movie, and it's a long time ago already, Trembling Before God, but it made me realize people that I had known in my life and friends of mine who probably were gay and really struggling with it. You realize sometimes later something that you didn't think about when you were a teenager that you yeah, probably could not even. Exactly. And so to see you handle that, um, you know, I thought you handled it with, with such class. I can't imagine. I understand people were offended. I can't imagine why. And I'll, I'll just say one thing from a personal perspective here, and it's just my opinion. So if you disagree with me out there, that's okay. But I, I think that the way you handled it should not offend anybody. So if somebody was a fan of your show, they really, I would urge them to keep being a fan because you handled it with total class and there's nothing offensive or non-halachic that I'm not a rabbi. So let me just say that, but I don't think there's really anything that you did that was in any way wrong or inconsiderate to people who are religious. And I, I would urge people to think about it, that, that it's true that there are people who are struggling with this issue and that they should more so continue to follow, follow your show. That's just my personal little diatribe there on this. <laughs> I love it. I'm with you. Thank you for that. That means so much to me. Hi, I'm Alex Lax, the talented one in the family. I'm nine. I'm already on the radio. When my dad was nine, he was breaking windows, causing trouble, and getting into all sorts of trouble with my body. That's very true. Unfortunately, it is. Don't be like my dad. Be famous, like me. We've got open lines. Give us a call at 646 926 
646-926-4699. That's 646-926-4699. Hi, this is Leah Gottfried, the creator of Soon By You, the web series about Orthodox Jews dating in New York. I'm so excited to share with you that we have a new episode coming out on November 21st. We'll be premiering it at the Manhattan JCC. You can get virtual or in-person tickets at our website, soonbyyou.com. And make sure to check it out on YouTube the next day, November 22nd. TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. I think of these issues as totally similar issues. Uh, one of the standout scenes from your show for me was when, uh, which character was it? I think it was uh, Nathan Shapiro's character, Ben. He's a lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's in his firm, and, I, and I'm a lawyer, by the way. Oh, and nice. I have struggled. By the way, I've gone on dates where Jeffs were mixed up. The girl thought it was a different Jeff, so it did happen to me, too. Totally. <laughs> no oh, totally. Yeah, me and my wife were talking about it uh, after that episode. Um, not. It wasn't that both characters' names were mixed up. Just mine was. <laughs> not as crazy as in the actual show. Um, but so Nathan Shapiro has the struggle, right, where... It's Friday afternoon, and he's got a very important company meeting, and he's worried about his future, and he makes a very tough decision. Talk about, and by the way, that is something that every Orthodox Jew, uh, who's in the, you know, who, who's in the workspace has at some point had to deal with. So talk about that scene a little bit, and, and what kind of uh, reaction you got to that from fans. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Um, I mean, that came from a pretty personal place for me and my co-writer, Danny Hoffman, who also plays David. And um, for me, working in the entertainment industry and pursuing a career as an actress and things like that, like Shabbos observance came up a lot. And and for me personally, I had to give up a big role at a certain point um, because they were filming on Shabbos and I wasn't going to do that. Um, And I think it's not, it, it, like you said, it's relatable in so many careers. Um, and I was actually surprised by how many people said, like, I really relate to that, you know, because you think in this day and age, things are different and people are maybe more understanding. And while that might be true, um, I think there's, it's still a really hard tension. I mean, we just started having early Shabbos now and, you know, 420. Yeah. And like the workday technically doesn't end till five for a lot of people. So like, what do you do with that? And, Um, it's still a a tricky thing for so many people. So we gave uh, Ben's character that storyline and we just showed him grappling with that and and trying to figure out what to do because he didn't want to lose this huge opportunity and he didn't want to violate Shabbos. Um, And uh, I think, I think we just really liked exploring that tension. I struggle with that issue personally. And my, when I was practicing law full time, and now I'm in academia, uh, but when I struggle with that all the time, all the partners in my firm went out for lunch regularly. And you know, once or twice, you can order a kosher meal for a big event or something like that. Mm. But you can't do that on a daily basis. And so I felt that really hit home for me because I experienced mm-hmm. just that type of thing on a regular basis. And I was young, and I don't think I handled it perfectly either. I think I, I think I could have handled it better, but I was young and idealistic, and I thought this is the, how the world is, and all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, seeing that um, was was helpful for me because I think it'll help other people in in strengthening their belief system. Um, and I think I think it was a great thing. Do you think one of the other things going on today? Um, I, I'm not sure if this plays into your show or not. You'll tell me. 
But anti-Semitism right now, I think I've never seen it like this. From the, and I don't politicize this. It's from the left. It's from the right. It's right. It's from it's from everywhere. But do you see that as something you might tackle in a future episode? That's really interesting. Um, to be honest, I think we haven't thought about it so much because the show is really focused on Jewish characters interacting with other Jewish characters for the most part. Um, but I I think that's interesting and unfortunately very relevant. Um, and, and I'll say maybe. Um, it's definitely something to think about. I think, yeah, it's very prevalent right now. Um, and I think... Unfortunately, it's, that's something that maybe, maybe we will want to explore. Um, because, you know, the cool thing about Soon by You is that we have, you know, certainly a lot of Jewish people who watch the show, but also quite a few people who watch who aren't Jewish and who don't really know anything about Jews. And the best comment I've ever gotten is somebody reaching out who said, like, I've actually never met a Jew, but watching this show, I realized you're just really normal. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they just related to us as, as like a human being. So I think that's an interesting topic to maybe explore in the future. Well, they obviously didn't see any scenes with Z. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I love yeah. him. He's, he's hilarious. Um, he's awesome. one of the reasons I thought of it is because you have these, these characters walking around in kipot and yarmulkes. Mm-hmm. And we know, especially in New York, there have been a spate of attacks against people wearing yarmulkes and religious garb. And yeah. sometimes a girl can get away with it a little bit easier than a guy can because of the yarmulke. Mm-hmm. And those wigs right. you guys have are, are gorgeous and don't look like, I don't even think you're, <laughs> it sounded like your director didn't even know that it was a wig, right? In one of the episodes. Oh yeah, the, the cameraman, exactly. The cameraman. <laughs> yeah, I heard that off screen comment, like, that's a wig to Noah? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> um, but especially when you're outwardly Jew, to, to, I think to me today, Today, people who are proudly outwardly Jewish, which certainly all of your characters are on the show in their character, I think it's a, a to me it, it just happens too much nowadays. And uh, who knows? Maybe maybe one day you will you will go into it. Uh, and by the way, also the Aliyah thing. So that's a big theme in your show is that Sarah Skur wants to make Aliyah. And that's the, the the big conflict with her relationship with David. And there's a lot of anti-Zionism out there today. So it's just something that occurred to me in watching the show. But it's, it's interesting to hear that you might consider at some point um, I'm dealing with that. All right. So let me ask you. So now do you see, I actually think that you have a feature film here. I really do. Can you see that in the future possibly? Well, it's interesting. I personally have recently written a feature film that I'm trying to get produced. Um, it's not uh, like a soon by you feature film, but it is, you know, set within the Orthodox community. Um, and I'm definitely interested in telling those stories. But yeah, I mean, I think I do think a story um, in this world could certainly work as a feature. And I would love to do that. Um, yeah. David and Sarah and everybody, and we could like explore larger topics and go into things that could be really fun. The chemist, I'm a total outsider here. I don't, you're not paying me any money. You're coming on my show and, and I appreciate it, but I see so much chemistry and I wouldn't say this if I didn't really feel it between all the actors. You guys have a ton of chemistry. I mean, David and Sarah have chemistry. There's no question about it. Z has chemistry with a wall if he wants it. Um, you know, I just, I just think there's so much chemistry there. I really do see something there. Uh, it's like kind of a friends of, the, of this generation. I, I mean, I really do see that. So I, I hope that does, I hope something like that does develop. 
Okay, I'm very curious to ask you this, and I, I know it has nothing to do with your show, but in uh-huh. the <laughs> maybe it does. I don't know. Your answers sometimes are very surprising to these questions. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of my unorthodox life? Ah, okay. Um, to be very honest, I didn't watch much of it because I personally just am not a fan of reality TV. I find it just hard to watch. Um, it feels like very contrived to me personally. Um, so it just doesn't grab me. I watched like maybe one episode. Um, yeah, so I, I can't really comment that much on it. I know people have like very intense comments. And I mean, I know that the way I see it is that in general, reality TV is always, you know, very, uh, over the top and dramatic and contrived and not actually based in reality. And so it makes sense that, that that's the way they went for the show. Like, you know, I can't see a reality TV show about somebody who's just really happy being orthodox and nothing really happens. You know, nobody would make that. It's all about the conflict. So right. like, I understand it from like a producing perspective. Um, I personally think that there's room for like a lot of different kinds of stories. Uh, I want to tell stories about orthodox women who are empowered and who like being orthodox um, and who also maybe struggle with certain things. Um, and that to me is like an honest take on this world. And that's that's really more what I focus on is like the kind of stories I want to tell. Now, fair enough. You didn't watch a lot of it. I'm not going to get into how to follow up possibly, but if you don't watch it, I'm not going to follow up on it. I, I was not a big fan of the show. Um, my wife and I watched it together. Uh, we found certain scenes to be highly offensive, me personally and my wife personally, uh, because yeah. we thought that the, we thought that she was trying to. Now, I don't don't get me wrong. I don't care if somebody's religious or not religious. I, don't, I treat everyone equally. But I thought as a parent to a little child, I thought that what she was doing to her little child was a little bit much. So that mm-hmm. that was my personal mm-hmm. take. Now, that was the thing that bothered me sure. the most because I thought she was trying to influence him with money and made it seem like that's how the whole world, everyone's filthy rich. Everyone leaves Muncie and goes to a mansion and goes to your know, <laughs> private lake. Like I thought she made it seem that way. And also she was uh, dealing with a divorced woman who was who wanted to leave the community and said this is what life is like outside of that community and take to, takes her to like a mansion and a private yacht or something. That's Making hilarious. it seem like that's the real world. I mean, your show is really about the real world. The guy tripping over yeah. a dog on the way to a date. You know, <laughs> uh, th- that was not the real world. I don't know. That That's just my little uh, whole take on it. Um, now, yeah, my wife that. noticed this when we were watching your show, so I wanted to ask you about it, but I give her the credit for this. I, I did not notice this. Uri Westrick is a writer. Is he also? Now, he's a, he was involved in the Maccabees, right? Yes. So he he's one of the writers on the show. Is he involved in the music as well? Um, no. So Uri was like a very early collaborator. Um, and so the first episode, he's credited as like a co-writer for that. And then it kind of evolved into a series. And um, Danny Hoffman is now the co-writer for all the rest of the episodes. And he the comedic timing, I have to say, on the show is absolutely wonderful. He has tremendous comedic timing your scene particularly with that israeli online date that you had was hilarious i mean i I was dying talk about that scene a little bit because i thought that was so funny thank you yes that's my favorite scene probably of all time that i've ever done (laughs) in any project uh and 
It really came because I met this actor, Ido Samuel, who was in one of my favorite movies, Fill the Void, um, which was an amazing movie out of Israel. And I met him in L.A. and uh, he was just like, I want to I want to be part of your show, you know. And so just having him in mind, I created this character um, and this Skype date back then, I guess it was like Skype more than Zoom. Yeah. And uh, just like this Skype date that goes really wrong and where there's so much miscommunication. And um, Danny and I had a lot of fun writing that scene and I had a lot of fun, too much fun performing it. And like using my first grade Hebrew um, to play with. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just like everything about that scene worked. Sometimes you just have that experience where everything clicks. The actors are great. You know, the comedy is working. The visuals are, are great. And it just that was one of those scenes. And I think that's. Yeah, it's one of our most popular scenes. I want to show, now I played the heavy clip for you earlier, which we covered, and I, I really appreciate that conversation so much. I want to play a clip that I think shows some of the phenomena. For those people who are listening who may not have seen the show yet, what do you do? Are you in a cave if you haven't seen the show? But if you haven't, I want, I want to show the listeners some of that comedic timing, if I, if I, if I may. Great. Here we go. Anyway, uh, Look, I really had a great time. Oh, I forgot to introduce this. My apologies. So this is a call between you, who plays Sarah Jacobs, and yeah. you just had a terrible date with David. And that's where the dates got mixed up. She was supposed to be with the other Sarah, and you were supposed to be with uh, Ben. Um, and you, this is the conversation the next day when you both agree that you don't like each other. It's hilarious. So here goes. <laughs> anyway... Uh... Look, I really had a great time, but I just feel like we're going in different directions, you know, in life? Yeah, totally, like, opposite directions. <laughs> oh, good. <clears throat> I mean... Mm-hmm. And also, um, I totally saw you checking out that other girl, like, the whole time. Oh, I'm sorry. I, d- I didn't mean to... It's cool. Did you get her number? I did, actually, but I seem to have misplaced it. What? David, you lost her number? Yeah, I know. I've been looking everywhere. You have to find her. Yeah, I feel the same way. Wow, you know, I thought that we had a pretty good connection at the restaurant, and if you felt the same way... No, 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 we have to find her so we can find the guy she was with. The other guy? Oh, Ben? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess we got along all right, but I really felt a stronger connection with Sarah. No. For me, he was so cute. That makes more sense. Hey, how's it going? She wants me to set her up with the other guy. Who? Sarah. Yes? Oh, no, that wasn't... I wasn't saying your name. I was... Sneezing. Sarah! <laughs> I, could, yeah, I try to, you know, usually I put my mic down when I play a clip and I forgot to do it. So you heard me laughing. It was a genuine yeah. laugh. Um, so, so listen, it's hilarious. The timing is perfect. Um, how, is, is that fun? When you, does it take a lot of takes to get that type of chemistry or is it just natural? Um. It is really fun, and honestly, the actors are so great, and we're all, like, just friends in, in real life and have good chemistry that it just works, and, and I don't need to get that many takes. I mean, Danny Hoffman has such great comedic timing in that and in general, and he carries so much of it, um, and we just riff off each other, and uh, it's it's very natural, I'll say that. I honestly feel... Like, it was just, like, very divine that we found all these actors, and they're all so perfect for their roles. Um, 
honestly, it just feels like a miracle. My wife is a very tough critic. She loves the show. So oh, for yay. people who know my wife, uh, they know that this is a genuine comment. Did I leave anything out? Is there anything else you'd like the listeners to know about the show that they may not know? Um, well, I'll say that we have seven episodes out now on YouTube, and you can binge watch those. And then uh, in a week from... Actually, on, on Sunday, November 21st, we're premiering a new episode. So that's, like, so exciting. It's been almost two years because of the pandemic. We had to shut down production, and finally we were able to, to rev it back up. So we have a new episode. It's called The Squirrel. Um, I think, honestly, it's our best one yet. <laughs> it's very meaningful and very funny and very dramatic. Um, and so if you're in New York City, I would love to invite everybody who's listening to the premiere. It's at the Manhattan JCC on Sunday, November 21st. Um, we actually just opened it up to virtual tickets as well. So even if you can't come in person, you can watch virtually at the same time as us and watch the Q&A live. Um, and you can get tickets at soonbyyou.com. And I would love to see everyone there. And it'll be on YouTube the next day. So super exciting. That's awesome. And I also know that um, this, this show is only made possible by the kind people who make donations and by the product placements you have. So please tell people how they can donate and how they can advertise with you. Of course. Yeah. I mean, our partnerships with our donors and our sponsors really is the only reason that we can do this. It's, it's expensive to make quality, you know, content. So for anybody who wants to partner as a sponsor or advertise anything, they can reach out to us at soonbyyouseries at gmail.com. We're happy to talk about that. And then, you know, for anybody who wants to donate, we would be eternally grateful um, and we actually have a donation site set up where it's all tax deductible. So that's a bonus. Nice. Um, and you, you can find that also on our website, soonbyyou.com. Uh, there should be a link right there to donate to us and, and help create more authentic, important Jewish content for the world. Amazing. And I would also say that when you go and watch the episodes, don't hit stop or next episode until the end because there are these post-credit scenes that are also hilarious about the products yes. and about the services you guys provide. Sarah, uh, Sarah, I'm calling you Sarah. I, you, I'm so into the show that I'm <laughs> calling you by your counter sure that happens to you. Leia, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. I, however we can support you, I'd like to do that. I think you do a phenomenal thing and uh, I, I really, I can't wait for the premiere. Wow. Thank you so much. This was such a wonderful interview. Thank you for your thoughtful questions. Absolutely. Um, and I'm, I'm very excited for you to see the new episode. Me too. And I uh, hope you'll join us again. Thank you. Absolutely. Talkline Network Radio, America's longest running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. Hi, this is Leah Gottfried, the creator of Soon By You, the web series about Orthodox Jews dating in New York. I'm so excited to share with you that we have a new episode coming out on November 21st. We'll be premiering it at the Manhattan JCC. You can get virtual or in-person tickets at our website, soonbyyou.com, and make sure to check it out on YouTube the next day, November 22nd. Thank you, Leah Godfrey, for coming on. Uh, great show. We have a great show tomorrow night. We've got friend of the show, Adam um, uh, Bandler, er, sorry, Aaron Bandler on tomorrow night. And uh, we'll see you then, everybody.